one. You're seen to chat about life, family, and of course, a free TV. I'm Sarah Zaginiak, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total umfree. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured what I felt were the top 10 shows with some honorable mentions thrown in there from Summer Tour 2019. As I mentioned last week, that was not an easy list to compile by any means, but if you haven't given it a listen, there is a link in the show notes where you'll find it, and feel free to hit me up after you listen via email or social media and let me know what were your favorite or standout shows from Summer Tour 2019. The band is back on tour just for three dates before having about a month or so off from the road. This week, we'll cover the shows on September 19th at Piedmont Hall in Greensboro, North Carolina, then on September 20th at Sprint Pavilion in Charleston, Virginia. Before we dive into that, I would love to tell you about show sponsor, Swift Charge. Swift Charge provides unlimited portable charging at music festivals throughout the country. You simply pre-order a charger on their website before you go away, pick it up at their booth when you need it, and it suction cups right to the back of your phone and charges while you rage the show. The charger runs out of juice any point during the weekend. You just take it back to the booth and switch it out for a new fully charged one. Unlimited charging for the entire weekend. And did you know that the charger is yours to keep? Yes. When you leave the festival, take it with you, recharge it at home, and you can use it whenever. I throw mine in my purse and use it when I'm out with my kids, running errands, when I'm on a road trip. Anytime I want to make sure that my phone doesn't die, I take my Swift Charge charger with me. And then, also, if you go to a festival next summer and they're there, you can switch it out for a recharged one, and you are always set. Your phone is never going to die love everything about this. Swift Charge will be providing portable charging. Yes, this includes for your vape pen too. At a few festivals remaining this year, they also have some awesome plans to be at smaller clubs and venues during the winter months and will be at some of your favorite major music festivals in 2020. So be out, be on the lookout for them out there. There is a link in the show notes where you can find their website to find out more about them. And especially for my listeners, if you use promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A, at checkout, when you pre-order a charger, you'll receive 10% off. That is promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A, at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Also, I wanted to quickly mention, if you're looking to get the word out about your shirts, pins, jewelry, prints, your band that's going on tour, or small business that is looking to work with some like-minded folks, Umfreak Parents Podcast would love to help you get the word out. UPP is currently offering custom-made packages that will fit your specific needs and budget Packages include ad time on the podcast, social media plugs, product reviews, etc. With hundreds of downloads per episode and about 50 new episodes a year, when you advertise with UPP, your ad will be heard by tons of fellow 
umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow um family. Email umfreakparentspodcast at gmail.com if you're interested in learning more. Let's get to this week's episode. Kicking off fall tour September 19th at Piedmont Hall in Greensboro, North Carolina. This is the first time the band has played this stage, as well as the first time that they have played in Greensboro, North Carolina. The evening would warm up with Gurgle, really getting the night started, stomping into Ringo, taking us on our first adventure about two minutes in, reeling it back into Ringo about five minutes later, and then heading back out, this time full of much more determination, coming down a few minutes later to collect its breath, slowly building itself back together, gaining momentum, its eye on driving right back into Ringo. Seasons next, followed by number five, going off on its merry way about four minutes. Stasic beginning to tune back into number five a few minutes as it slowly and maniacally builds back together, fully exploding out about 11 minutes. Speak Up next that sees itself adventuring out for a little bit, contemplating dancing back into Speak Up for a second, but instead falling down the rabbit hole and embracing what is noted on the set list after this tune as ambient, lose time, not staying in that space for very long, instead heading into Hurt Birdbath. This tune would be broken into two with Amble On nestled in the middle featuring Casey Crawford from Big Something on saxophone. Amble On only played a total of 11 times, including this show here. Last played January 12th, 2018 at the Taft Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. Before that, not seeing play since 2016 on March 10th at the Hive in Sandpoint, Idaho. So this one for sure was a bust out and a treat for those in attendance to hear. The end of Hurt Birdbath coming out, bringing the first set of the evening to a close. And the second set would open with Forks. Last seen played earlier in the year, March 22nd in Pittsburgh at Stage AE. I personally love the studio version of this song. However, I personally don't think that it translates very well in the live setting. I was at the show earlier in the year in Pittsburgh, and I was super stoked to hear it live, but I still feel the same. I think it's awesome that they're still trying with it. Um, it's only been played a total of like 26 times live. So really it's a baby in terms of how many times it's been played compared to other songs that have been played, you know, hundreds of times. Um, so there is definitely still time for this to mature. There's still time for them to kind of figure out what they can do with it. Um, but that's just kind of how I feel about it right now. <laughs> um, Plunger next one I've mentioned many, many, many times they have just been killing that song this year. This one, Dancing Out with Stasic, taking the lead slightly after three minutes, continued to dancing on for a while before sweetly soaring home back into Plunger. August next with this very, very interesting intro. Very hollow and eerie sounding, ominous, 
creepy almost, a very unexpected impending anxious feeling for what's to come as it continues to build. And then it bursts full of light. Like I imagine, you know, it's just kind of like when you rip the curtain open and the sun just comes through the window and they go right into August. Maybe someday next, followed by in the kitchen, sinking in slightly after four minutes, dancing around with a little bit of the jam, I believe again from It Doesn't Matter earlier in the year. I've gone on about this all year long in various episodes. I will link the original episode from January in the show notes if you want to listen to that. Stasic getting a little time to shine and building the foundation for the jam to round the corner and begin to open up finding its way back into In the Kitchen. This second set would come to a close with a full band wait around. And Phil's Farm coming out in the encore, the jam in this one when it begins to get comfortable slightly before four minutes, having a very mechanical 80s sort of Steve Winwood higher love vibe to it as it sets out continuing on and tumbling back into Phil's about four and a half minutes later and that Phil's would close out the evening in Greensboro. Finally in this week's episode September 20th the band played at Sprint Pavilion in Charlottesville Virginia. The first time that the band has played this venue but not the first time they have played in Charlottesville Virginia seven times total, including this recent show. They have not played there in over four years, however. Last time was February 11th, 2015 at the Jefferson Theater. This evening, starting with Triangle Tier, floating into the triple wide, beginning to embark on its adventure slightly after three minutes, where it will dance way out and then dance back into the triple wide about six minutes later. A very savory Nemo sandwich with Kimball as the sweet filling next. How beautifully it just transforms and blossoms into Kimball and so perfectly back into Nemo. That little section is just beautiful. Definitely give that a listen for sure. 13.48 next. Wandering out about four minutes. Almost timidly at first, at least in comparison to where we find ourselves a few minutes later when it reveals its full self and expands fully slamming back into 1348 a little before 11 and a half and it will interestingly be followed by Xmas at wartime last played on New Year's Eve this past year at the tabby and if you didn't know the story um, behind this song I've shared it before but it's been a little bit so I will share it again um Jake wrote that song, and his grandfather was in World War II at the Battle of the Bulge. And so he would share these war stories with Jake and his family. You know, everybody would be, like, sitting around or whatever. And he would share these war stories, and he would talk about being in the Battle of the Bulge and being in the trenches. And if you know anything about history, the Battle of the Bulge happened during Christmas time. And so Jake's grandfather would tell these stories about being in the trenches and looking up and, you know, seeing war happening, you know, back and forth and bombing and shooting and whatever, and thinking to himself, you know, this, this is Christmas day. This is what I'm doing on Christmas day. And so Jake took those stories 
and what he thought about um, and wrote them into this song. So I thought that was a very little interesting fact there. I love that tune so much and knowing that there's such a deep meaning to Jake, um, you know, and his family just makes it that much cooler. Dramatically moving into Cemetery Walk and then moving right into a massive dance party, Cemetery Walk 2, that will come down to cool slightly after eight minutes and dreamingly take us into Believe the Lie to close out the first set. Set 2 would be a throwdown, quite honestly. It would also be a massive all-in-time sandwich, dropping right into a Phil Collins-sounding dance party about three minutes in, coming down about five minutes later to collect its thoughts and begin to very seductively leave all in time behind for now and transform into Booth Love, keeping that dance vibe alive when it sinks into the jam slightly before it's six and a half in. Division's coming out next, and this one does something very, very interesting in this set. First, we'll begin with the first six minutes or so of the song and instead of tumbling back into into divisions after a little bit of the jam and Chris and Andy destroying it for a minute or so it instead falls into much oblige that goes on its own very interesting adventure dancing back into much oblige only to swirl back into divisions but only the second verse so about a minute or two minutes or so, before coming down and just going so beautifully into glory. It is it's very nice. Definitely give this Divisions a listen and, and hear how they broke it up. I, I'm all about it. Bad Friday next, featuring a very sexy Can't You Hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones tease, Inside the Jam, a cover of the Eddie Money tune, Two Tickets to Paradise, only covered a total of four times, including here. Last played April 28th, 2014 at the Fillmore in Miami Beach, Florida. This was no doubt to play, pay tribute to Eddie Money, who passed away on September 13th. I honestly never listened to them cover this and never even thought about them covering this when I listened to the original version. Um, but it's really good. Jake on vocals, definitely give it a listen. Stomping into the end of that all in time that started this epic adventure of a second set, peppering a little bit more of that two tickets to paradise in there before it bursts fully open and joyfully dances out the second set. Encore would be resolution that would take us on one more ride and finally bringing that Divisions full circle a little bit more. Two Tickets to Paradise again peppered in there. And the grand finish to Divisions would bring the whole evening to an end. So that's all I have for this week's episode of the show. Anything referenced this week, including the set list for the shows discussed, as well as where you can listen to them, can be found in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments about anything talked about in this show or any other episode, please feel free to reach out. I absolutely love hearing from you guys, so please don't hesitate to contact the show. How you can do that is in the show notes as well. 
And again, thank you so much for joining me. I will see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.